You are listening to the Fuerte Network. Welcome to Hey Bitch, the show where we talk about politics, gossip, vaginas, homosexuality, wieners, cocks. <gasps> this is a G-rated show, sir. Since when, bitch? All oh, right, we hoes. Uh, <laughs> you know my co-host, Mama. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was waiting for the shade. No shade today. Uh, y'all know my fabulous co-host, Danny. And we have our friend of the podcast, Dulce. Dulce. She does not want to be on the camera. She wants to Dulce be. Dulce is her stage name. It's her stage name. It's her drag name. Her drag name. She's and part of. No, Candy's a stripper, stripper name. name. Candy's her stripper name. She's part of the Dulce family. I'm Pan Dulce. Oh, yeah. She's Agri Dulce. I'm the original Dulce. Thank you very no, much. No, she's, um, she's bombón. She's bombón asesino. <laughs> Mata con esas curvas. And of course, we have our producer, Danny. Yes. The other Danny. That's his name. The other, the other Danny. Danny. <laughs> the other Tyra. You know, you want to know something? I have another new podcast oh, with another Danny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but you love us more, huh? You love us more, right? You love us really? more, Welcome, right? Dulce. <laughs> Thank Good you, to have Danny. you back. That is so So you rude. hate the gays, too. You hate the gays, too. Oh, he's also gay. Is he cute? You hate the Mexican Oh, games. he is, actually. He's my cousin. Oh. He said he is. Hook me up. Is he single? Come by on Friday. I'll be here, bitch. No, we won't. Right, no. <laughs> Wait, do we have something on Friday? No. No, okay. I no Thursday. What do you have? I have dinner with my cousins. Thursday. Mm. Okay. We have a cousin quality time. Want to have dinner with my cousin? He wants to have dinner with your cousin. <laughs> that, I got to see a picture first. Oh. I think he should see a picture of you first, too. Ew. Oh. <laughs> It's only fair you're asking a picture I mean, for that's him. True. He might not be he might not be in the fluffy guys. Oh, he's definitely not. No. No. Oh. Damn. <laughs> okay. Well then forget. He him. said he's definitely not. But what he did he no, because of the no. dick. He is uh very, very much on the opposite side. I, I don't know twinks. if there's a turn for turn for that. What does he like? He's Twi- super skinny like. So he's super skinny, but he likes other super skinny guys? Do you even know? I don't. <sighs> don't speak so for him. Have you met his ex boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. What, what does he look he like? like? Uh, not as small as him, but definitely on the small side. On the small also side. Twinks. Twinks. Oh, is he young? Yes. How old is he? Mm. He is. I want to say thirty-three. He's not I'm young. I'm glad that you said young. Yeah. Okay. Anything under thirty Dulce? is not young. It's a kid. Dude, I got. I got. Somebody told True. me that I look twenty-nine. Who? Who was? It? Oh, did the they football. have their glasses on? Were they blind? Were. Yeah. Like really, man? Look at like, Dulce's face. I thought you were like twenty nine. I was all, thank you. I know you're full of shit. I was like, I'm all, you. I'm all, but I appreciate it. I'll take it. You'll take it, right? I'll take it. Well, anyways, um, today's show is about. Well, I was watching Encanto, okay, and I watched it a few days ago. Me and Jovan were watching it, mm-hmm. and the movie ended, and we looked at each other, and we're like, mm. we didn't know what we felt about it. And I think Dulce, you said the same thing, right? You're yes. like, I don't know how I feel about this movie. Correct. And I think watching it a second time is when I started to like see the little nuances. Because this is not like an obvious movie. 
it's not a regular Disney movie either. No. I'm like halfway through. Yeah. Right? So I'm halfway through where she just came out of that cave. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like I, I'm already half feeling some type of way about it. Like uh-huh. it's almost like they're like, they, they, they're making, they make her feel less because she's not blessed. Right. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. bothers me already. Um, I don't know. That might change because when I see the rest of it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I haven't decided. Well, it kind of goes along the lines until the end of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, You're not going to ruin it for me, right? This the whole show is yeah. about this fucking movie. We are. Then I gotta go. <laughs> you should have watched. You it. gotta go. I tried. I'm sorry. I had to go to the gym. Oh. Oh my god. Oh, the Why gym. Huh? You don't really like cartoons, huh? I. Mm, you don't like cartoons. Not a, like I like some like the animated stuff, but like the, like the Disney some. Yeah, I like Disney's most of them. Um, like the pig, like the, the other one. What was the other one that that does not Pixar? Obviously not Pixar, but DreamWorks. Disney Pixar. DreamWorks. You don't like DreamWorks? I he do does like DreamWorks. Like DreamWorks. Oh, okay. But like I cartoons like fucking like that are coming on TV like Family Guy and stuff uh-huh. like that. You know. You don't really like Simpsons. Eh. Really? The Simpsons mm. are a classic. I know they are, but it's just like for me, I feel like I'm just so far behind. Like I'm, it's not like you have to like see them all to kind of catch up on what's happening. Oh really? They're all different. Are they still the same age? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> They'll always be the same age. <laughs> like The Simpsons, if it's on and there's nothing else to watch, yeah, I'm totally down to watch The Simpsons. But like to go out of my way, like to just like watch to The go Simpsons. Watch it. Okay. No. Well, this movie is really interesting. Um, it's like on TikTok, everybody's talking about this movie, especially Latinx community and younger generations. Okay. And the reason I want to bring this up is because I was reading something that they they did a study about this movie or like whenever the, whenever they were like, or mm-hmm. what's it called when they were like previewing it before it came out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They they like asked older generations to kind of see what they thought about the movie mm-hmm. and they did not understand it. They didn't get it. And then the young, younger generations, the, the generations that were like second or third generation Americans or Mexican Americans or Latino Americans or whatever. Yeah. They were like, I totally get this movie. So I find it really interesting that, that the older generation were, were like, Hmm. I, I don't get it. Or they related to the grandmother more than the younger characters. And it's because of generational um, trauma. So if you don't know what generational trauma is, it's basically, uh, I have it right here. Intergenerational trauma is a concept developed to help explain years of generational challenges within a fa- within families. It is a transmission or sending down to younger generations of the oppressive or traumatic effects of a historical event. So it's basically, it doesn't have to be like a historical event. It, it could just be trauma that is basically transmitted to the next generation and yeah. the next generation, right? So I found I found it in here and I also found it in Coco. Because in Coco, the, the grandmother was... Let, no music. No music, no music. Yeah. And then it just went down the generations and finally it got to the little boy and the little boy was like, I, I don't understand. Why can't I have music? What, what's wrong with it? And the the whole family just accepted it right so it was it was just trauma that was passed and passed and passed yeah so i love coco. i thought it was i love coco too it's my favorite girl when that music comes on when he sings to coco i went to the movies with my brother with my brother with the carlos and i looked over and he was like starting to tear and my brother like he doesn't know he's not a crier you know my brother yeah <laughs> so it, it's very interesting to to get him to relate to that because it's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful movie. For that one, I actually, for the first time in many, many years, went to the Spanish theater in order to see Coco 
when it when it was in theaters yeah. and and that one it like for me to go to a Spanish theater. I don't like watching movies in Spanish unless they're DreamWorks. DreamWorks makes so much. Uh, Shrek in Spanish is th- fucking. It is the oh, most hilarious. Yes. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And uh, so, like, I was kind of skeptical because Disney is a kind of hit or miss with that. Yeah. And so, but with this one, like, it's based in Mexico. Like, everything is about Mexican culture in this movie. So, yeah, my wife and I, we went to go see the movie in Spanish in Spanish. theaters. At, and at Ghetto Sky Mall? Yeah. <laughs> Sonora uh, Cinemas. Vidamita? Sonora Cinemas. <laughs> no, I went to. What is it called? Cine Capri. Cine Capri. The one in Tempe. That was nice. Um, Did they have it in Spanish there? Yeah. Oh. That's what's called the Cine Capri, right? They do Spanish ones. No, the Cine Capri is just a it's oh, the it's just big, the giant the right? big screen. Yeah. Screen. But yeah. they do they do Spanish ones there too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's acting some sort of way. Today. I know for reals. Am I? Yeah. yeah. You're not yourself. How am I not myself? I don't know. I don't know. You're just weird. Talking shit. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Go. Uh, so let's talk about the characters because I find it really interesting because everybody has like a family dynamic. Right. So the grandmother is supposed is a matriarch, right? And yeah. in the beginning of the movie, it kind of goes over like her trauma, mm-hmm. just a little bit of it, not a lot, and then. In that trauma, she lost her husband because apparently they were like escaping maybe civil war or something. And the conquistadors. Right. Conquistadors or something. Right. And then the 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 dad died after having triplets. So from this from the love and the love that he basically sacrificed himself for the for villagers family. and his and the- family and the babies, this miracle happened, right? And this candle was there and and it gave them a gift or the family a gift and they created this valley where they were safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the grandmother apparently is supposed to be the villain or a lot of people are putting her out to be the villain. Okay. I don't see that. She's mean. She is mean. She but is at mean. the end of the day, if we're talking about generational trauma, she's also a victim of it too. Right? She had to raise triplets on her own and then basically take care of this whole village and create a whole village for them to be safe. So she never got to mourn. And I found it really interesting because I was watching like some of the TikToks mm-hmm. and in the movie, she's wearing always wearing a black shawl. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, when she basically kind of learns what it is that she's doing, she doesn't have the shawl anymore. Did you ever oh, notice? No, that? No, I didn't that notice like, that. Did you not notice that? No. Yeah. So she's wearing the shawl, black shawl, the whole movie, basically in mourning. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when she, you know, they let her know what she's doing to them. I didn't notice she when she took it off. Anymore. That's that's the fucking power of the of Disney is like they have those little details that you don't really notice. Yeah. Until now. Um. So the they have the the mom had the triplets, Julieta, Tia Peppa, and then Bruno. Right. Um. Julieta's the fixer. Right. We all know there's a fixer in a family. Yeah. Um, she, But she fixes through food. And I thought that was very, very like Latino. That was very Hispanic is to yeah. fix through food. And we just had a conversation last week about food and our relationship with food. Um, do you think that relates to that kind of behaviors? Like they, Hispanics don't talk to each other about emotions. Right. right. Mm-hmm. The way that you show love sometimes is through food. Through, through food. food. 
I can I think that's why some people develop that like bad relationship with food is because that's the only way that maybe some parents or grandparents know how to deal with our issues or like if we're sad oh here's some food mijo here's some sopita here's some sopita <laughs> right yeah so I thought that was very I think that they they did a really good job of like infusing right. I don't know if you've seen that posters that like how your mom apologizes after beating your ass come eat come eat come right eat. <laughs> and that just makes so much sense and that makes sense that it's makes true. so much sense right is is because uh a lot of hispanic parents are very prideful Oof. and they don't want to admit they were wrong that's Oof. the point a lot of this movie is that they don't want to admit they're wrong yeah. yeah so instead of saying i apologize i did something wrong they will do everything possible to kind of show you i'm sorry without actually saying sorry are you finding that dulce as a parent now a little bit um she hates to admit <laughs> Uh, just for context, how old is your kid? Um, I have a 19-year-old, I have a 15-year-old, and I have an 8-year-old. Okay, so that's three different relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Very all, girls. <laughs> all girls. All girls. All girls. All girls, yeah. So have you ever, like, knew you were wrong, and they they explained that to you, that you were wrong, where you have, like, no choice but to say sorry, or you kind of just went around it somehow? I've done both. I I've with the years I've learned to apologize because like you said, don't look at me like that. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've learned to apologize because my mom till this day will never apologize. And I grew up with that. So no, my mom's never wrong and blah, blah, blah. So for me, it was very hard to realize when I was wrong and to apologize. And I started realizing that um, once Grisel got a little bit older, that I wouldn't apologize. And I, I've been trying to change that. And for me to say, sorry, I'm wrong is very hard. It's very hard. But I am trying very hard to say I'm sorry when <laughs> I'm wrong. That stems from like that whole we were ingrained to us. I'm the parent, you're the kid. I'm right, I'm you're right. wrong. I'm smart, you're stupid. Okay, not not that. Well, see, pero. See, pero no. Damn, Olga. <laughs> no, it's from a movie. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's from Matilda. She's like, yeah. I'm smart, you're, you're dumb. dumb. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I think it, it, that's ingrained in us. So like, when you become a parent, like kind of like the movie we just watched, like it, it kind of like you end up kind of like assuming the role, right? Yeah. So it, it I, I get that. I can see where that kind of like passes on that mentality. Yeah. And then it's, I wonder why parents, I wonder why. I mean, obviously because probably their parents would never admit they were wrong. So it's interesting to see that even as a kid, going through this with your parents, you start repeating the cycle. Yes. Which is so weird to me because I'm like, if you didn't like it, why are you doing it? There's certain kids? things that I catch myself and I'm like, oh, wait. Subconscious. Let's not why do, do that. that why do you think anybody does it? Why do you think? Because they're, with like a lot of things like like uh, abuse, abuse, like physical abuse, right? Mm-hmm. We see all these stories about like kids being abused, but then when they grow up, they abuse and then their kids abuse. Because they're, they like. But where's the. Because there are two people, two kinds of people, people who continue the cycle and then people who break, break the cycle. cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. What What's the difference? Like, where do they intersect where they are like, 
what's what's different about this kid that repeats it and what's kid different about this kid who breaks it i think that's more of um acknowledgement and 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 will to do so mm-hmm. does that make sense because no. like i think that in the world you're gonna have the people who who are victims and the non-victims and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that one is better than the other right but you have they to just see the world they just see the world mm-hmm. differently or they don't have the strength or the 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 strength mm-hmm. to say this ends this here enough, yeah or you know or i can't overcome so I'll, let me just live this it's easier for me just to go this route and then just be passive to it rather than go this route and, and face that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so you have those those two types of people. And not everybody's the same. Yeah. So like, you know, like I like in my family, like I'm I feel like I'm more believe it or not. I'm more like, no, we're not doing this. We're going this way. And mm-hmm. I feel like and it's it, like it's it's um, you see the transition. My brother is very like. Very like, yeah, it'll. It'll all come out in the end, like mm-hmm. it all in the wash, or how did it all come out in the wash? Is that yeah. what they say? Is that what the saint says? My brother's like, it'll whatever. My sister's very like, well, let's talk about it. Mm. Your see. sister's that? My sister's very like, she's more breaking cycles, but she's on the uh-huh. same token. It's more like she's more of a process. Like, let me analyze it from every single angle, mm. and then the more I'm like, nope, fuck, I ain't doing that. Nope, nope, nope. Like it was funny because like when when I broke up with my ex, like my, my mom told me she's like, I never would have thought you were gonna do that. Mm. I thought you were just going to stick it out and you were going to live your life with, with that person. And that's it. She's like, but then you, I, I don't know where she's like, you, you called it. She's like, I, I was in total shock. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and like you repeat and that's one of the cycles that I'm like, I'm not staying in a relationship where I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that was for me breaking a cycle. Right. So I guess it, it's just like enough is enough. Yeah. You get to a point where you get fed you, up. Yeah, yeah you, you do. You get to a point and you don't, for me, I, my mom was very strict and she still is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I had it pretty hard. So yeah. I didn't want to do the same thing to my, to my daughters. Mm-hmm. I didn't want my daughters to feel like I felt. Right. Um, have I spanked them? Yes, I have. <laughs> um, very lightly, right with the feather. <laughs> <laughs> he beats Ivana. I'm like, let me pull your hair. Um, no, it's just I didn't want my kids to feel what I felt. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was okay, we're changing this. I'm not going yeah. to beat uh-huh. my kids. I yell at them, I talk shit to them, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yep. I can't I can't <laughs> get myself to beat them because I I spanked Grisel probably like three times. I've hit Edith. A handful of times, <laughs> but then I cried after yeah. after I did it, and mm-hmm. away from them, um, I've cried because I don't want to repeat what my da- my mom did to me. Right. And obviously, I didn't hit them like my mom used to hit me, but mm-hmm. it just brought back memories and it brought brought back emotions that I didn't want to. I didn't want my kids. Yeah, it's a very to big feel. trigger. And then, um, in the movie, Julieta is. Mirabel, the main character's mother. And it was really interesting to see the dynamic of like grandmother to mother to daughter because I felt like Julieta, the mom, was not defending Mirabel from her grandmother enough. Or she wasn't when she wasn't standing up to she her. She didn't want to stand up to her. Yeah. I think that's a that's a that's a, a, a what do you call it? A cultural thing. Yeah. I'm afraid to stand up to my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified even yeah. now to stand up to my mom and tell her. No, this was wrong. No, it it takes a lot for me. No, I know. To... I'm, not, I'm I'm just not in my head. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not trying. I'm to just say. saying it takes a lot for me to yeah. to tell my mom. It's been maybe a handful of times, and I'm 
38 years old. Mm -hmm. It's been a handful of times that I've told my mom, no. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, she's going to be me. <laughs> Trauma, mama. Yes. <laughs> but sometimes I won't even defend my kids or, or say no. Right. And then I just look at them like, let's go home. Let's go home. <laughs> and it's very much that like, that respect thing, right? But should we always continue respecting people who hurt us? Absolutely That's not. That's another thing no. about our culture Absolutely is like, not. we're taught to love someone or a family member because blood is is thicker than water. Because but they're your they family. Us, they're, yeah, exactly. No. This whole thing about family and it's not okay that they hurt you, but you have to forgive them because, because they're, they're your family. family. Right? No. I think the newer generations are, are are that are very like stop teaching our kids to love and accept trauma from family. Correct. And that's how, why we get into this bullshit of like hiding abuse because they're family. Yeah. I I came into that hole of like it's it's I saw this meme like a good like 10 12 years ago. On, uh, I think it was MySpace or when fight in the beginning of Facebook. 15 years ago, you mean? <laughs> Whoa, MySpace. <laughs> Throw back. <laughs> That's where I learned coding when we put our, our music into it. <laughs> I became a web designer then. No. So, and it said that that blood, like, this is my this is my theory and how I live now, right? Blood just makes us related. Right. Doesn't make me family with you. Mm-hmm. Family is the people that I want in my life and want me in theirs. Exactly. So I've literally gotten to a point in my life where I've removed toxic people that I feel that are toxic to my existence. And the people, not it, people. It's people's anybody. People. People's people. anybody. And what I mean by that is even family members. There's family yeah. members that I keep a. You're over there. I'll say hi to you and I'm cordial. But if I see you, should I have cousins who if I saw them twice or three times in a year like one of them the last time i saw i saw him last year when my uncle passed away right in july of last year when my dear passed away from covid mm-hmm. i didn't see him again till this year this last year no my last year i mean 2020 i mm-hmm. saw him july 2020 when my dear passed away covid i saw him at the funeral i didn't see him again till october 2021 at the, at the or november 2021 at the ricky martin concert right and it's not was not it wasn't a family thing no like not at all not at all <laughs> And, and you know, there's there's people in my family who I would like, oh, if I see you on the street, if I can avoid even saying hi to you, I will. Right. I'm just not interested. Mm-hmm. And there's people in my in my circle of friends who I consider family. You, you, Kathy, mm-hmm. you know, those are those, you know, Jovan. Those are people who to me are my family. These mm-hmm. are my family. The yeah. girls like I, I like that. I mm, If you don't. Mm-mm. If you are not that person, <laughs> last words. Uh, I just like to me. I just like I, like, I want to be able to explain it, but I feel like yeah. bitch, you're gonna go on forever. <laughs> so no, no way. You want to go on tangents? No. Total de que no llore. Vayanse a la verga. But it's very true. It's it like true. it's it, a lot of older generations will still push the the narrative of like, but they're family. I hate that phrase, but they're family. You know what? It's I've said annoying. it. I, I have said it to my girls. Like, you have to be nice. That's still your family. Mm. Or they're still family. Yeah. And Edith, She's you like, guys mm. know Edith. Edith's like, I nah. don't have to. I don't do. I'm, She's like, I don't I have to do America, this. Girl. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And I agree with Edith. And it's I like I was taught like that. My, my biggest thing was growing up was there's no such thing as friends. Yeah. Your friends are your family. I'm like, girl, I've got my friends have done so much more than me than family ever will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that's like a whole thing where that's it's That's a like, whole thing. Oh. Um, okay. The next character was Tia Peppa and she's the one that like 
her power is to um she has the cloud the yeah so like if she's sad She'll, the a cloud will form. Hace una tormenta. Yeah. She's mad. There's like a like tormenta, like you said. Like yeah. so, the whole movie they're telling this poor lady to stop to control to control her emotions. Her emotions. Very very gaslighting. Mm. And I think our Every culture does that all the time upset. when they when they're like, you're exaggerating, when they're feeling some kind of way, or when they're saying this person or the or you're making me feel this way, and they gaslight him and say no you're. You're not understanding. No like, I think our culture is very much Even worse, as a man. Oh, don't be so sensitive. Don't be so sensitive or like, hey, men don't show emotion. Exactly. Men don't cry. Men don't cry. Men don't cry. And that was kind of like one of the things that I was thinking is like um, mental health too. For me, that kind of translated into mental health. Like she's, maybe she has an emotional disorder or, or she just is not able to express herself but i love her husband i know oh now, uh, now I'm, I'm gonna take it a step further because if i remember correctly they would only tell her to stop when they were being seen like in the house if yes. she was sad they would let the little rain cloud rain on her like mm -hmm. oh, okay that's just her she just she's always sad or whatever yes. but they wouldn't tell her anything unless there was anyone else around and like, that was no, a bigger que van a ver, que van a mirar. grandmother yeah. never wanted anything to go wrong around the community she was always being like oh she wanted somebody to... is perfect it's yes. good the power yeah. is still there because again it, 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 i know it's culture because the movie's about our culture All right but it's also that thing that our culture is ruled like a lot of our culture is ruled by el que dirán. a lot a lot of oh, yeah. behavior is ruled by but, what people will what think people are going to know what are they yeah. gonna, what are they going to say what are they going to think mm -hmm. and i've and going back to the mental health is like we don't talk about it no we don't everything yeah, we don't. is kept inside the house like no. you said mm -hmm. the behavior inside the house oh that's just this person that's how they are but if it's outside the house that's when they start thinking oh we can't we can't let this be seen they're going to think something about our family or mm -hmm. about oh, our yeah. parenting or anything like that right um the next one is Bruno, which is the other, the brother, the uncle, right? Bruno. Nobody talks about the, Bruno. And nobody talks about Bruno. There's right. a whole song about it. Um, it's like number one on like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. or something. Is it really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. The music's really good. Yeah. yeah. The music oh, yeah. is so, so good. But they don't talk about him because he's the black sheep mm -hmm. and he's weird. He, uh, he's a little odd. He's a little odd. And he has premonitions. His power is premonition. Mm, yeah. And when the premonition came about that the house would be destroyed, he was warning what is about to happen because of the behavior of the of the abuela. The abuela was like, no, you can't tell anybody. He knew how she was or how she would react. Mm -hmm. So he left basically to protect the, the main character, Mirabel, because she was in the premonition. So... That's another thing that we we also go through in our culture is like uh, ousting somebody or um, what's it called? Um, what do you call it? disowned? Yeah. When you disown a family member because they're not conforming to your mm -hmm. norms, right? Especially with gay gay That's people. That's what I said. There was another Mexican... aspect of this. I was like, maybe th this not this movie is not about lgbtq right but we can relate to bruno because Absolutely. he was disowned for not conforming to what is normal for the family the right? first time and i saw it i thought sorry the first time i saw it i thought 
oh, maybe he's gay. And see, that's what I was thinking when they were saying like, "There's a part." Nobody in, talks about Bruno. When they were, uh-huh. I think it was during the song when they're saying, "Oh, he's this and he's that," and he's like mm-hmm. so over the top and he's a monster. Or I forget what that because the, the details work I mean, yeah. again. I'm not done seeing it. <laughs> Forgive me, but I was like, maybe he's gay, and maybe like because this is so traditional Latino, that's mm-hmm. why he's gone. Right. You know what I mean? Like I that's where that, that's where I was. Mm-hmm. I was like. Oh, it's a cotito. The first time, yeah. Or it could be anybody that, the that like. The first time I, I saw it, that's what I thought. Or there could be anybody that goes against their politics or yeah. religion, especially. And this is a Colombian, Colombian, Colombian movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's set in Colombia. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, I think religion has to. Religion is a theme that you can relate to, not necessarily in the movie, but you can relate to in the characters. Like Bruno, if if he were to um, be gay or uh, not follow the same church or or not follow the same customs of the church, there's a lot of disownment from a lot of people. And I think that's, a lot of people can relate to to Bruno. And then again, the black sheet that we don't talk about, we don't talk about that family member because they did this or this or that. And right. again, going back to that hiding, not not that Bruno is, did anything wrong, it's like, again, hiding members or not talking about things or of, of, of what they did or what they could have done or, or accused of doing, right? Yeah. Another thing that we do is hide hide individuals for whatever um me just kidding your gas (laughs) (laughs) we don't talk about memo he's out (laughs) (laughs) we don't talk about memo he does enough on his own (laughs) (laughs) just listen (laughs) uh dolores is um the daughter of peppa and her husband i forgot his name uh but she can hear anything she hears everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She hears everything. She hears everything. And she, um, La chismosa. She's, she's not... Yeah, Comunicativa, chismosa, she's whatever very, you want to say. And we, <laughs> and we all have that, that person. That chismosa in the family. But the, also, I think her thing was like having... What is a chismosa in la familia? You are. Oh. You used to be. Ooh. Uh, You're not chismosa? I am. I, like, I, like, you know, I like to spill some tea. But it, now it's very selective. And yeah. it's it's like there's things that I know cannot leave. Like yeah, I I learned very. Early. I remember the chiquito, like as a little one, mm-hmm. I was bad. Yo cosa que sabía, cosa que decía. Oh, that's Sofia. That was me. <laughs> and now it's like ever since like it backfired on me. It's like you know what? No, let me doop, 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 take a few steps back and let me just mind my business real quick. It's like, have you seen those uh, TikToks where <laughs> where they're playing like a little kid? And then they go into the house of like the tia, and the tia is like, "Oh, do you remember? Do you remember me?" And the kid's like, "Oh yeah, my mom said my mom said that you were a whore, like a puta." And, and she's like, <laughs> and I was like, because <laughs> they hear everything. Yeah, because yeah. well, you know what I mean. Like I remember, like because I used to go summers and uh, to, to Culiacan with my grandmother, right? And and Christmas was toda la familia. It was like a huge exodus. You know, it was a huge caravan going to Culiacan for for Christmas. And I remember waking up early porque llegaban, estaba mi abuela, luego mi bisabuela cuando vivía, y, mi, y la hermana de ella, mi, mi, mi bistía. Mm. Uh, ¿Cómo se dice tía abuela? Tía abuela. I, yeah. I was like, bistía. Mi, 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 mi tía abuela. Um, so they would come over to the house and they, en la madrugada, you, you, you would hear my nana Ramona, is, who was my great grandma, placa abre. It was my nana. Placa uh-huh. abre. And so like, yo iba mi nana a abrir el portón, entraba. And so that would wake me up because I was sleeping next to the window. Y yo me iba a la cocina 
con escuchar ellas, el chisme. A, a escuchar el chisme, mm. porque you would get all the tea from the colonia, like in the first, in the, in the, like the first two days. Y yo decía, tea, girl. Ahí me iba yo, yo me sentaba y me servía mi, vaso, mi, mi, mi chocolatito caliente, que es de drink coffee. Y a fumar, and I, and I would just sit there de with my hot chocolate. De fumar, ¿verdad? Yo ahí, and I was, I was catching the tea, girl. I was like, amá. <laughs> so her character is very like that. Like, she hears everything, but they're, they... They tell her to be quiet, or I feel like that's her character, or the representation around culture of that character is like that child who hears everything, but you tell him to shut up until and it's it, necessary. Until it's necessary, because she's very like in the in the movie, she's very meek. She's like very like yeah. a mouse. Yeah, because she's always hears everything, but she's very very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, Isabella is the perfect one. She's the one that makes the flowers, right? Um, I think a lot of our culture is that golden child that parents seem to like compare other kids to or even cousins like why can't you be like your cousin he's a doctor or why can't you be like your sister she's in college what are you doing with your life and i think that's so unfair Mm -hmm. because you're comparing a child that has their own talents and you want them to be like a replica of that that child what do you feel, girl? I know, I know you have feelings about this. <laughs> no, like I, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it goes both ways for me. Like there's, like there's that, there's someone like that for me. Who Were was, you the perfect child? <laughs> believe it or not, like to a, to a certain extent, I was. He is. I am. That's because, the vibe I'm getting from you. Like I don't want to say anything because that was me. No, because it's weird though. Because like to others hated me because I was the perfect child to them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I think everybody has the perfect child they're compared to. So for mm-hmm. me, it was my brother. Like, I remember growing up, it was, you know, Mira Manuel, Mira Manuel. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was always, because my brother was very, what's the word? Like, he's the oldest. He was the mm-hmm. first grandkid. So like, my brother, like, kind of, my brother was a good kid. Like, we all were. Like, like I'm was not gonna, he following what they yeah, were expecting? And he still does. Like, he, my brother's very conservative, very, you know, very strict, mm-hmm. very stringent on, on a, a specific path. He and followed the path that your parents very thought, much so. got very married, much. had yeah. kids. Yeah. Etc. Very that. Yeah. And 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 so even though I was that person who I was like, Mira Manuel, Mira Manuel. And then for me it was like for my cousins, like was el Guillermo esto. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I was the ROTC student. I was the great grades. Mm-hmm. I was the one they never knew I did. She like, did crazy. football, mama. I, I did so fucking much. She did weed. <laughs> I did some weed in high school. In high school? Alcohol. I used to drink. He did alcohol. I know that. I used to drink a lot in high school. But see, like, my grades were never affected. Mm. So when, when, when my mom would talk about me, pues no, yo no tengo ningún problema con Guillermo, dice, it's va la escuela, tiene buenos grados, mira, hasta se va a graduar temprano. Yeah. And so, like, I had some cousins who tell me, like, dude, like, could you stop? (laughs) (laughs) We don't like you. (laughs) And then, like, and then, so, like, well, and then, and then that kind of ended when I didn't go to college right away. Like, Mm -hmm. I did, but then I stopped because I started working. I got a really good job and blah, 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 right? But then when I went back to school, even though it was many, many years later, it came up again. Like, Mira, like, he went back to school. We all can. You guys can do it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, y'all need to stop this because mm-hmm. this is not, this ain't pretty for me. Is it fair for you? No. Because like they said, they set you as a bar. And if you yeah. ever fuck up, excuse me, if you ever fuck up on that bar. You're like, if, if you ever fuck up. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Into the mic. If you're Very fuck aggressive. Up, it it, 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 it kind of like, it makes you look even worse than had anybody else fucked up. Well, there's a lot of pressure to like maintain that yeah. status, yeah. if you will. Because they put you on this pedestal if you're that golden child. Yeah. Imagine that pressure. And and that's exactly what happens exactly in the movie. What happens in the movie. She's miserable. She's but she is just a lot, doing they're it. They're all miserable because of the pressure that they have. the grandma. And she, she will say it. She says it. Um, she says it multiple times. I can't wait yeah. to see the rest of this Girl. movie. Let me just tell you. Yes. Um, so the perfect one. She's the golden child. Uh-huh. She's the favorite. 
but she's also marrying this man or is betrothed or like they're they're working on the the arrangement engagement to to marry mm-hmm. that guy right uh which is Maluma I think he voices yeah. I think so Maluma. yeah and he voices he voices that guy and again she was willing to marry this man that she doesn't want to marry because it's it will further or advance the family and there's always that pressure as well being the perfect child is you have a perfect marriage you have perfect kids and you have a career whatever the expectation of the family is yeah. and again that's again so unfair to label me as perfect because i have that expectation to always meet that bar or exceed it did you guys have cousins or family or brother or sister that have that pressure? I definitely don't have the pressure. <laughs> I was a black sheep of the family. Well, I still am. <laughs> when I was when I was a little kid, to some extent, I was that person that uh, my mm-hmm. other cousins would would be looking because I was very timid and very like did not want to get in trouble. So I wouldn't like break rules. So I would spend all my time reading, studying, doing homework, like doing everything a good kid should do. And yeah, I did get a little bit of the, oh, Danny's the perfect cousin, the perfect person, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so, so that changed a little bit as we go through middle school and high school, kind of more, you 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 kind of get a little bit more independent in itself. And then what I realized is that it doesn't stop. Once you're not that, then you just be compared, even like with all your cousins, everyone's good or whatever. Now they compare you as a group. To another group of cousins, yeah. another yeah. family altogether, <laughs> which is so fucked up. <laughs> it is because when you falter or you make a mistake, like the way that the family just like disregards you from that point is like brutal. So you didn't meet their expectations, so they don't see you the same. Which is, I guess, in some cases, a relief. Because so like, who's the perfect one in the, your family? Not the perfect one, but <laughs> the one we have a joke amongst ourselves in the family. And in our text thread of my sister, um, we call her Tesoro because that's like my mom's Tesoro or like my parents' Tesoro. Oh, really? So, and she's the only girl, so we understand. But we always make fun of of her. And when we're when my when we were around my mom and her her phone rings and it's my sister, we'll be like, "Ama, it's tu Tesoro," and we're like, "Put up the phone for her." <laughs> right. So I can imagine that she's under a lot of pressure because she's the also the fixer. Like if there's some kind of disagreement in the family, she and my mom have to like fix things. But the funny thing is that they don't fix it. They don't fix it by saying you two get together and talk. They're like playing telephone. Tell her or tell him that this is what I feel. And like they're doing it. They're being intermediate people, right? It doesn't make. It's just the way it doesn't make sense. But that's just how it is. But that's just the way it is. That's probably because of generational trauma that my mom experienced, and that's the way she knows how to cope. And you don't talk to the person you kind of talk around them to other people and like like to them but not to them mm-hmm. so that's my sisters where I come it. to me Your and sisters, they're yeah. like my mom blah 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 or blah 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 oh my god and do you feel the pressure of like having to fix it i just tell them just talk to her i don't, <laughs> don't want to talk to, to i don't want to talk to <laughs> her you talk to, talk to her <laughs> i don't want to have this conversation with her you have it are you a fixer i used to be yeah I used to be like, no, come on, you have to talk to her, you know, regardless. That's still, I'm like, now it's not like, she made you do what? She made you feel how, girl, fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Fuck her. That's very you now. But That's you know what? Like, I think, her. I don't know about you, but I know with therapy, it has changed a lot of my views. It has changed um, 
just how I think. And now I'm 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 not a fixer anymore. Now I, I I'm like Memo. Fuck this. fuck this. I don't have to be around. I don't have to be around them. I don't have to. Because now we have that thing of like we need we get to choose who we want to be around, which is not something that I think our older generations had. They're like because of because they came from maybe a struggle. My family, when we were when we were growing up, we were poor. Like we mm-hmm. had frijoles on the on the stove, the stufa, and on the stove, on the stove, on the stove, try to play it off. Stuff. <laughs> like, and I'm about that because I don't know when they caught that. Let's go. And that's how we grew up, right? So, I've I've when they were growing up, they were poor too. So it's like it's going down through generations where we continue behavior because we have to. It's a it's form of survival. I think now that we're here, we don't have to be surviving. We can be living and thriving. So we get to choose who is in our life. And I think that that that's the biggest difference. Like for example, that that the, um, between generations, like mm-hmm. our parents and us. And you might be like in that transitional mm-hmm. because of where you were born. Right. Your siblings are, were born there, right? Yeah. So no, we were born there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I like for me like I'm first generation here, so this is mm-hmm. all I know. You're like my you're like Stephanie and, and Jennifer, yeah, my nieces. Yeah, exactly. This is all I know. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like like I've told my parents, I'm like, you guys raised me for a world that doesn't exist to me. Mm-hmm. On on multiple. Or they expect you to relate or understand their point of view right. when you've never lived that point of view. Exactly. And 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 like I've told them, I go, your life, I've never lived it. Mm-hmm. One because thank God, you, no, absolutely. Your no, goal I'm is yeah, yeah. no, no. I'm saying. Because you brought me here, because you want a yeah. different life for me, I don't have that point of view. So you should be happy. Right? Exactly. Exactly. But they but for like for example, like for my parents, it's more of a like stay stay grounded, stay humble mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's yeah. why they want it. It's important to, and I agree with that. It's important to know where you come from, to know where you're going. As cliche as that fucking sounds. Yeah. But it's very that thing where it's it's I don't know that. Like there's yeah. no I mean, yeah, you can tell it to me and I'm like, that's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. But you won't but feel I, it the I way they do. Feel the way yeah. you would do. You know what I mean? That happens with my brother and my nieces. Yeah. Because my brother expects them to understand and value things the way that he does. But he did a great job in raising them and and They're giving them girls. anything that they needed. So he's wanting them to see his point of view and and appreciate things the way that he does. But he they, the girls didn't have to. They didn't have to struggle and and learn that way. So he has to kind of step back and say this my goal is for the girls to appreciate things but i have to teach that a different way that i was taught that i have i I learned that because i had to and i think one of the things that happens like with with like when you have that generation like that right is that what i learned from my parents is that you want to give your kids everything that you didn't exactly and because you because you have you're so fixated on that part of it you end up giving them without them having to work for it yeah does that make sense? And yeah. so I think that like, for at least for me, that was the thing with like my, my parents. Like we, when I, I, I remember when we first started, we didn't have a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we were your typical humble family. Like, and then as, you know, as the business started coming up, you know, we think started coming differently. Again, I'm not saying that I lived the best childhood and I'm not saying that, I mean, the worst childhood. And I'm not saying that we had everything, mm-hmm. but I can honestly say that between my siblings and I, I had it a little bit better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a little bit better thing. So, and for me, it was just had, so to me, it became an expect an, an expectation. Yeah. Oh, I want a brand and I want that brand and I got that brand. Mm-hmm. And I because you could, because I could, they, and they I, could and afford I didn't it know and, any better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really 
feel what they felt. I didn't know that. So it's, that's where I get where they're coming from. And I think that's one of the mistakes that our parents make or like, like Roberto Carlos made is he gave it all because he didn't have it. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to me to be, to be in this generation, Mm -hmm. a generation where I can relate because I was born in Mexico and I can relate to my cousins in Mexico in a way that my nieces can't because Mm -hmm. they're a whole other generation and a whole other upbringing than me. So I'm kind of in the middle kind of, understanding both sides i'm saying you're in that transitional you're right. that transitional person you know what yeah, I'm saying? because yeah. i was born in mexico but i was raised in america yeah. so i'm like i get best of both worlds raven right oh, <laughs> yeah i no, like I, Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah i um like you i was born in mexico but i was raised here i've been in arizona since i was a year old mm. yeah so, so there it's you could still if you go back to mexico you can still relate yeah but not but not too mm-hmm. not 100 percent to that yeah right. but you can also you can't relate 100 percent to to like your your kids or other cousins of yours that were born here and they have no understanding of mexico right yeah um the next character was was luisa and i I love luisa luisa is like the big strong one. Oh, i loved her basically memo in her wig <laughs> like that was it girl. that was you bitch <laughs> I mean, it's true. That's that I am true. That, that is for me. Very strong. I'm not Maribel. You are not Maribel. None of us are Maribel. You I'm know what? Book. Edith. That's my Edith. Oh, yeah. Right there. I could see that totally. Yeah. Uh, so Lisa's a strong one. They turn to her to help him fix things. She's the reliable one. Edith, um, she's overworked and underappreciated. Gorgeous. Um, she's, I think she's either the middle child or the second child, but it can also be related to somebody who is the oldest child in their family. That they had to. She's the middle child, I think. I think she, right? Yeah. yeah I think I had that that image that I sent you. You didn't send me that. Uh, just the image that I sent you with the girl that you thought was a video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought you. I thought you were talking about like a family tree. Oh no, no, no. Hang on, I'm yet. talking about that 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 basically that position in the family, yeah. especially with siblings. Like when you are especially uh, in families of immigrants uh-huh. when you are the oldest there is a lot of pressure so here the kind of goes over you know having to babysit the kids yeah maybe having a job when you were younger because you had to kind of help yeah that was me things that i didn't have to do when i was yeah. a kid maybe you didn't have to do i did because we worked at the yeah, shop. shop but that was already like installed in your life yeah but a lot of families are like <laughs> the oldest either has to go come home from school and cook for the kids while the parents come home babysit babysit when mm-hmm. they whenever they needed to uh they had to kind of grow up quick yeah so i think a lot of the oldest kids had a lot of pressure to kind of parent and i saw this other tiktok where they were kind of being shady but was like relating to older kids that when you compliment the younger kids and the parents could take credit and the the older kids like i raise those kids yeah right because in a lot of the families that's what happens the the oldest sister the oldest brother raises those kids for mm-hmm. the parents um not saying that parents are wrong for doing that because when you're an immigrant when you're trying to succeed in life and provide for your family you don't sometimes you don't have a babysitter sometimes you don't have yeah. the means to have a babysitter and Correct. the the that's the thing about families like you have to get together to make it work but again at the end of the day it's unfair for the oldest to kind of lose part of the childhood and then the young kid like can be a total kid. That comes back to the doors in the in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. In the, the role you play. Or what you bring to the family, right? Yeah. Because in the doors there's an image of each person. And in all the doors, the image is of an adult you. And 
even though you get your power when you're five, you still your your door shows you as an adult. Yeah. yeah. This last kid, the little boy, um, Antonio, which he gets the power during the movie, his door has a child. Him as a child. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh no. I did. So You did? The the theory is that the other kids were still living in that environment of like pressure, pressure, pressure. So the the expectation of you as as an as an adult, even though you're a child. Yeah. The same expectation that like your older siblings have when they are taking care of kid their siblings is you're young, but I need you to grow up and I need you to be this adult right now. But in this movie, because of what's happening with Mirabelle, the house kind of knows that the cycle is going to break and he can be a kid. Oh, his expectations okay. are now the house expects him to be a kid now. So it's like these little small details that Disney does. It's like, Mind blowing. Because right? I, I questioned that. I was like, wait a minute, why is the like all the other ones are adults? Why is this one a kid? Why is he a kid? I'm like, I'm like, but but if they all get their, like, I, that was one of the things that I was putting. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're all getting them at five, why are they all adults? Exactly. Okay. The house like kind of understands that. See that. Mirabelle, that's probably her power. Mirabelle's power is breaking breaking the cycle, the cycle. right? So the house understands that that's going to happen. So I thought that was amazing. Um, the, the song that Luisa sings, the older, stronger one. It, there's a lyric in it that I just found really heartbreaking um it says i'm pretty sure i'm worthless if i can't be of service which is like ouch because it's like that that's their that's their personality now because that's that's that's, that was imposed on them exactly that is their worth my worth is how much i can provide for others instead of how what i can do for myself right because when you're growing up you're trying to find yourself your identity right yeah and when you're these are things are imposed on you, you kind of lose yourself. Like if I'm not doing everything, then who am I? Which is again very unfair <laughs> to yeah. you because you had to grow up fast. You had to grow up sometimes to be the parent of your siblings, and you lose your identity, or it takes longer for you to be to become you because you're like, who the hell am I if I'm not taking care of my siblings or cooking or doing this, not reaching my dreams. I feel like that happens a lot in like, especially like in big families where there's like a lot of kids, like you have the first ones that actually like, like the first few who end up assuming that role. Yeah. yeah. And then you, because you did that, it's like, well, if I'm not helping out my family in any way, like what, what am I doing? What am I What's doing? my purpose? Yeah, life? exactly. Yeah, I get that. Um, Camilo is like, he doesn't show up a lot in the movie, but he's a shapeshifter. Which I feel that? like, He's like the little one that turns into everybody else. Like he can shape shift. Oh, I him? feel is he family? Yeah, he's he's the son. He's a son, the he's son the, of he's he's like Mirabel's. That's Mirabel's cousin. That's uh, the son of the weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tia Peppa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tia Peppa. Okay. And the one that can hear. That's what Tia Peppa's kid. That's Antonio's yeah. whose kid? Is Mirabel's little brother? No. 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 Peppa's. There's kid. Peppa. Oh. The um, Peppa has three kids. Three oh, kids. Peppa has three, and then so Dolores, who can hear everything. Uh huh. Uh, is Peppa, Peppa's daughter. Okay. And then the little boy is her. Y'all going to start this movie over. And I'm, I'm already saying. halfway through it. I'm like, fuck. So he talks to animals. He talks yeah, to he that, talks to animals. And then yeah. that, uh, what's, and then the shapeshifter is yeah. also his brother. Okay. Got it. Um, I feel like there wasn't um, a big role for him. I think he's that clown in the family who needs to like perform to to mirror he's like mirroring to be he seen. doesn't know who he is mm-hmm. so he has to mirror what people react to, to yeah be seen. I, didn't, to be I didn't seen. get i didn't get his i didn't get his character much his character but then much. i kind of 
watch the movie again and he's mirroring because he doesn't know who he is so he becomes others i think that's the right? point in that though yeah is that to be there to like because you have to always have a, that family member who's there but isn't there or is that family member who's always on and like is funny and like people expect things from him or her yeah they expect him to entertain us or to be funny when maybe that's not what they want right um and also yeah isn't he the middle child isn't the the, yes, the middle, the child. middle yeah. child the one that has to act out to get that's, attention? Exactly. Yeah, that's that makes the one sense. I was thinking too. Is if if you're a middle child, you have to do so much more to get attention from your parents because the oldest is because they're special because they're the oldest. The youngest is special because they're the youngest. Dude, these writers are insane. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> and the middle one. And is... the middle one is it, it, they have this reputation of like being a little baddie. Yeah. Like they do bad things or they they. They cause trouble because that's the only way they can get attention. Get right? attention. Yeah. Um, obviously, I am the baby, so I don't know that. But I'm my I'm the Jorge, oldest. My brother Jorge is like, he was not the greatest. But my child middle, and my teenager. my sister, <laughs> your middle child, Ooh, my middle child is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> my my middle sister is insane. So yeah, I think your your family dynamic is off because your sister is the middle child, but she's also the only girl. So she has a different dynamic. And, and and like what I like, remember how I just like, so for me, it was different because like, they're so close. Manuel and Samantha, they're literally like a year and a half apart. Mm -hmm. And I'm four years after Sam. Yeah. So there's a six year between Manuel and me. And so it's very different because I kind of, for me, because growing up alone to an extent, I relate to a lot of these characters. Mm -hmm. I relate to a lot of, so I'm like, I'm over here like. Maybe the mirroring. Also, too. a lot of the mirroring, like at least, and maybe that wasn't imposed on me, but that's kind of the way I felt sometimes. Yeah. And so there's, I, I as you guys are going, like, okay, uh, yeah, like, I relate to a lot of this. And I think that's why a lot of people like this movie is because they relate to a lot of the characters. Not you don't, you're not specifically just one. You could be multiple ones. Yeah. I think it took me a couple of times for me to understand a little mm -hmm. bit more and for me to like it because the first time that I saw it, I was like, I'm confused. I don't understand yeah. it. I don't understand. I, that's how I, I was. remember telling you. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I like. I it. don't know if I like it. Me and Jovan <laughs> looked at each other and we're like, I don't know if I like it. Yeah. But I think my expectations were like, Disney. It has to be entertaining, really entertaining and beautiful, and funny, and 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 um, there has after. to be a villain and there has to be a happily ever after. Yeah. And nothing was really defined. It was it was very like nuanced. You had to kind of really think. And it's, it's not for everybody. Like I don't think. Not to offend anybody, but I don't think a white family could understand the dynamic in this, of, of this family. It would be—I would think it'd be a little difficult for them. And a lot of the things that are happening on TikTok is like a lot of white people are like confused about the point of the movie. They don't understand and it. I don't know if you guys ever watched the little short uh, Bow. It was in Incredibles two, the preview. It's like a short about. Um, uh, Asian family. The mother has. It basically oh, with shows the dumpling. No, the little bow dumpling. Yeah. So, the movie is like her cooking, and she created a, a little bow, right? And it came to life, and then she basically raised the bow to like adulthood, and he the baby, the bow found a girlfriend, and they were gonna get married and leave, and she didn't want him to leave, and she ended up eating him, eating the baby bow, right? <laughs> Or the little bow, and it was just like in her in her head it was like alliteration. It was like it wasn't real. There was a real son, and it was just her story being told through like a dumpling. But 
white people all over t- Twitter were like, I don't get this. I don't understand it. And Asians on Twitter were like, this is my life. Yeah. My overbearing mother and not wanting to let go. And again, it's not for you sometimes because a lot of people didn't get bow. I got bow because there is that overbearingness in Latino culture. Yeah. So I understood yeah. what was going on in that movie. But if you don't relate, you just don't relate. You don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening in this, in this movie is like, if you don't relate, if you don't have generational trauma, then you're not going to get it. And it might be entertaining, but you're not going to, you're not going to feel with the movie. Right. Right. Or it just takes a little time because we're dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's very nuanced. <laughs> it, 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 it took me a while. Um, I think Sophia played it like a hundred times. I think it's because we were expecting a Disney movie that was traditional. I was expecting Disney. a Coco. Right? You were expecting a Coco. And then it's like in yeah. Tantum, I'm like, oh, cute. It's going to be, you know, like, they're going to bring out like the, I don't know, the Aztecs or something. Like, I don't know. I saw. <laughs> the Aztecs in Colombia. It's Colombia. <laughs> I didn't know it was Colombian. Yeah. I didn't know it was Colombian. Oh, wow. Okay. And so you guys said it right now. And then I'm like, wait, that makes sense. Because I yeah. look at the accents. The accents. Like that, that one Theo. Um, and the music too. And the music. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. made, like, Because at first I remember watching, I'm like, why is there so much like tropical music it's mexico like where's the mariachis <laughs> and the colors and I'm like, where's the fucking banda at? Like, is this oaxaca you're like i'm like this is oaxaca you got that right no like, maybe <laughs> okay and the last character is mirabel which is the main character right, right. she doesn't get a power mm-hmm. um and I, I what i said was i think her power was not having a power and getting this dynamic to happen for the grandma to understand that she is the one who is ruining the house and ruin the the gifts, right? Um, there was a point in the movie where the little boy gets his powers, right? And after he gets his power, the grandma says, okay, now we have to find a good use for him. So it goes that. back to... What are you good for? What are you good for? Yeah. What can you provide this family? No. And if you can't provide anything or you don't have a talent, then you're... No sirves para nada. No sirves para nada. Right? And we always have those stories about like, if you're not doing anything, you're lazy, you don't do shit. I someone para nada. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that just brings that kid down. And maybe that's what they got when they were kids, which is, again, passing this on to your kids is if you can't provide something for the family, especially in those times where you're struggling, when you are maybe poor, when you need to survive instead of thrive you have that expectation of like if you don't provide something to this family then you're just eating your mooch right but maybe that's not what their talent is their, their talent comes in different ways there's uh, a yeah because there's like this like um pressure on you even as a child like what are you which one what are you going to be to this family what are you going to do and like there's this pressure like i'm not saying that we shouldn't help our parents out growing up like that's not that's not what i'm saying but there's there's this automatic pressure that how are you going to take care of the family when you when they when you get old mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i'm not saying that i don't want to like that's not yeah. a thing but it's like it's, it's already instilled in you like hey you got to grow up and you got to get it together because i'm going to need you yeah you're my 401k there is that there is that sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean like that's literally what it is that's a thing i think that is i think that is a thing in our culture it's yeah i took care of you for these many years it's your turn to take care of me or yeah no i understand it i understand it but is it's not fair no necessarily to put that expectation on your kids to to be your 401k yeah 
um, again, it goes back to surviving instead of thriving. Because right now, if in the situation that I'm with Jovan, mm-hmm. we have good jobs. We're planning for a future. I don't think that I'm going to have my kids necessarily like an expectation that they need to take care of me. You're already putting wigs on her. Yes, there's an expectation. That she's going to take care of me? That she's going to be the clown. I mean, that's her choice. <laughs> if she's talented and she can be an actress, beautiful. I'm just kidding. But if like, I'm not going to say, you need to take care of me. I need to exploit your talents for you to buy me a house in the future. Like, if I planned accordingly, then I would be fine. Right? I don't even have kids to put that on. See, Grisel. <laughs> Grisel oh, always fun. says. Self-dig. She's, she's the one that's going to take care of me. That's what she, she's always said that. Yeah. Oh, mom, I'm the one that's going to take care of you because Edith will put you in a home. <laughs> and that's so true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You should get but... that in writing right now. <laughs> I know, right? But I always tell her, no. But it wasn't an expectation that you put No, her, I right? want to I wanna travel and I want to, you know, I don't want to live here. I just, I want to have a little van and have a bed there Find and the travel <laughs> all over. And I don't, I don't want to be with you (laughs) i mean not in a bad way but you know i you're an independent person i was i was very young when i had my kids Mm -hmm. so you know i don't i don't expect my kids to take care of me i expect to for them to have their own life and for me to just go on and do my own thing those expectations put on any of your siblings are you yeah. My mom, yeah, kind of. I think I'm the youngest. I always said no. I always said no. I'm not taking care of anybody. <laughs> not not in a yeah, mean way, but confessing. I've always said that every time we between my siblings and I um we always say, "Crystal, you're going to take care of mom." But now it, it it looks like JoJo's the one that's going to be taking care of mom. And it's the unexpected one, right? It's like It's like the least, the, the, the JoJo the least think about the JoJo. Because they they they're like they get along and I think it's always that because like I'm I'm kind of that person for my mom. You're like, you're the one, the one that's gonna take care of your mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. And like, which ah. is unfair, just because this is coming from what I think the expectation is coming from is because your brother and sister are married and they have kids and they have their own life, and you are still single. You are, don't have like an established partnership with somebody mm-hmm. so the expectation is like well but i i, I can honestly like i appreciate my mom for the way like my mom you know she's building in mexico right yeah. now right and she's like well, that way she's like when it's time i can just go there and i'm out of everybody's hair everybody can live their life and i i, I appreciate the sentiment behind that about my girl mm-hmm. <laughs> you know damn well you're gonna be in one of my rooms <laughs> i mean eventually they're good like 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 my thought process here is like i would love to someday soon or like own property like an right. acre i can have a, a little place in the back where she still has her own home and her own entrance her own garage yeah. and she has her own space but close enough to where i could be like if she needs me i'm right there, right there. you know what i'm saying yeah. and for me i have no problem doing that like my mom like the way i looked at it like yeah i've heard you guys have heard me talk mm-hmm. countless about her oh yeah um i have no problem doing that because i look at it as my mom did so much for us but then i think that's that whole cultural thing where they ingrain that into you like mm-hmm. you know some days to be your turn so i tell her olga you better behave i'm gonna put you in a home one of these days <laughs> she's gonna put I you go, in a I'm home gonna beat your ass, bitch. i'm on shady pines ma shady, shady pines, pines. <laughs> <laughs> um so at the end of this throughout the movie the, the abuela is like very condescending mm-hmm. very mean and very rude to mirabel mm-hmm. yes and again that goes back to like she doesn't have a power she's not providing 
anything for the family. And she's like, she loves the family. She like wants to save the family. She knows about the the curse and she wants to save it. So it's interesting that she is the one that stands up to the, the abuela when she has no power, but she sees her siblings and her cousins and how her grandmother has basically been toxic to them, yeah. putting all these expectations on them that they have to provide, that the community, that the Encanto needs to survive, that the family's fine, that all these things that we have experienced all pressure on them. Um, and I think that's her job in this movie is like snap out of it. Like it isn't all about what we can provide for the family. Sometimes we need to think about ourselves and, and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last scene is super interesting. Um, let's play it. Please. Disney don't sue us. We're just doing a little clip. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking maravillas about I will never be good enough for you. Will I? No matter how hard I try. No matter how hard any of us tries. Luisa will never be strong enough. Isabella won't be perfect enough. Bruno left our family because you only saw the worst in him. Bruno didn't care about this family. He loves this family. I love this family. We all love this family. You're the one that doesn't care. So, I thought it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she realized that her only worth is if she could provide something for the family and for her. And this gift, right? The, the the grandma's obsession with like the gift is because I feel she did not mourn her husband's death. She needs to up, upkeep because that represents her husband. Yeah. If she doesn't continue with it, it's like her husband died again. Correct. Because she didn't get to, she didn't get to mourn. That's what I'm saying. That whole Shaw thing is she wasn't mourning. She was infatuated with like having this live on because that was her husband. Um, and I think that the point of the movie is like the husband sent mirabel the no gift thing because she she needs to do that she needs to do that when i uh when i saw the movie the first time it was actually uh my wife had seen it before like she saw it early in the morning she woke up early and she decided to watch it and uh then when i caught up it was like towards the end of it and i saw this scene and the rest of the movie and so I'm like, no, no, you have to watch it because it's so beautiful, whatever. So she ended up rewatching. So I went in knowing the ending already. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the dad die in the beginning, I well, went through my mind. I was like, you know what? The dad turned into the house. Oh, the house is the I didn't dad. Think of that at all. Oh, maybe. That is why he takes care of everybody. Like he sacrificed himself for him, his family, family. and his in his village. Mm-hmm. And now he takes care of everybody. Right. And when he realized that he was no longer needed to do it, then that's when he gave the gift or no gift oh, to Maribel no. in order for him to finally rest, his wife mm. to finally rest. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then to move, them to move on. I was thinking that that he understood what the grandma was doing and that she was becoming toxic. And that was not the point of the gift. So he needed to take the gift away and cause some kind of issue. Right. And have Mirabel be that person that like snap out of it. Yeah. Um, I also thought of like other cultures that have the same mentality. And I was thinking about crazy rich Asians, the grandma, oh, yeah. the matriarch in that family about 
Diamant. Diamant about yeah. who she liked and what she liked and who you can marry. And I th- I think Asians and Hispanics are very similar in yes. culture wise because of that that aspect of like matriarch. And in that movie, that reminded me a lot of of matriarchs in our culture, mm-hmm. where she controlled who you married, who if you married up, if you could be around this person or mm-hmm. you can't do this or you can't be that. So I think, or this, you can't marry outside of this about even like colorism too. Yeah. You can't marry dark. You have to marry light. Like it, I think it transcends cultures, this theme. Um, not every, every culture is going to understand it and it's not going to be for every culture, but I think they can understand little parts of, of this movie. Like she said, like the mom said, like in not the Amma, but the, his mom mm-hmm. in that movie, she's all like, you you silly Americans live live in a world where you where you do like your passion and not when he, we believe that we need we do you make things need. that last you make things yeah. that you guys know that we, they, make, things we that, make things that last yeah family last like a dynasty the, the yeah. dynasties and Americans don't is what they they're say they're selfish yeah yeah and it's it's breaking that it's definitely breaking that it needs to be broken I think yeah. you know I'm a firm believer everybody needs to live their own life and and again back to that thing of like. What will they say? Like, that's a, a very big theme in a lot of families. It's none of my business what they will say. Exactly. Whatever they have to say about me. No, me mantienen. Exactly. Yo pago mis biles. My sister, I love, sister, I'm not digging. You don't even watch this. Um, but it's like, my, my, my sister, uh, my sister always used to tell me, you know, chemo, like, you got la onda way, like, you know, you party too much. I'm like, girl, like, mm-hmm. and before I'm like, girl, like, I ain't got no kids. I got mm-hmm. no responsibilities. I'm yeah. doing me. Yeah. And so one day I told her, I'm like, you know what? She told me, she's like, yeah, ponte las pilas, way, Like, I got una casa or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, here, which one? And mm-hmm. I started showing her. I'm like, this one, this one. She's like, what is that? I go, they're my bills. Which one you want to pay for? Because exactly. the day you pay my bills, you can tell me what to do. Until then, mind your business. Exactly. <laughs> and like, she kind of like, she got it. Like, And it's, it's different with new generations because my nieces, Stephanie, mm-hmm. She doesn't want kids until she is stable. She doesn't want kids until she has a career and she's be. ready for it. And and my brother's like, I want grandkids. And I'm like, this is what you wanted. You wanted an independent person that can decide exactly. when it's right to raise kids for and, them and be, to be stable and to be good. What are you complaining about? Mm-hmm. So it's like these new generations have the choice of, to do it. And it sometimes goes against the grain of the family because they're expecting you to do what they did. What was the point of bringing me here if you wanted me to do what you did? Mm-hmm. You wanted me to have my own choices, right? So now I do. Um, for me, when I looked at this movie, when I thought about the gift, I related it to immigrants. Even though they didn't leave Colombia in the movie, the gift to me was given to the gift was given to them. My gift is being here. Yeah. Because my fam, my other family in Mexico cannot be here, right? They didn't have that opportunity. The gift that I feel pressure is to be successful and not to waste my parents' sacrifice. Yeah. Do you, I know that you were born in Mexico. Do you ever feel, ever felt that kind of pressure of like, this is a gift and I, I, I can't waste it? Not really. Um, not, how can I say this? I think because I was raised here, um, I've been here since I was a year old. So this is all I knew. Mm -hmm. So I can't really, I get what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but I can't really relate to that as much as you can. Um, I don't know. I I don't know exactly how old you were when you. Four. Okay. So you, you were 
pretty young. You were raised mm-hmm. here. Um, but was, that that was never that was never. I was raised here, but I was illegal. I think that's another aspect of this that. See, I, I was illegal. I, I was illegal until mm-hmm. I was. Undocumented. No human is illegal. Right. You're right. You're right. Okay. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Undocumented. Um, you didn't correct me, bitch. <laughs> I was thinking. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm looking at Danny. I'm like, is that right to say? Like, I can say I'm that. A, I'm out. What if this is about to come for us? <laughs> what if they, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I was indocumentado. Yes. That wasn't um, until I was, I think, 12 years old. Okay. So I was fairly young. Yeah. Um, you were older than I was. A little bit older oh, than I was. A little bit. Um. So. I didn't think about, oh, tengo papeles or no tengo papeles. Yeah. Or, I think I had to think about it because when I was older, a teenager, we still couldn't go to Mexico. So I knew my status. See, and I did. I was able to go to Mexico. Right. So so I, I really can't relate exactly to that. Danny, were you born here? I, I was not. I'm, I'm, I'm in the exact same situation you were in that I was here under a year old mm-hmm. when I was brought over here. And so growing up undocumented, I didn't know I was undocumented, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it did affect me. And it, I, I felt the pressures of needing to succeed because I see my single mom working two jobs, mm-hmm. three out, uh, at a point in her life to, to get me and my sisters through school and mm-hmm. to get, get us a better life. And I realized when I got to high school is when I um, knew that I was undocumented and college was kind of not an option for me anymore. That pressure kind of went away. Like they stopped talking to me about that because they knew nobody could afford to get me through college. So like, all right, it, it's it, it was kind of unsaid. No one said it. But if you don't go to college, it's fine. Like we, we're not we're not going to keep pressuring you for mm-hmm. it but at the same time my cousin who is a year younger than me and when we we're growing up same thing straight a's great everything great students and i i saw her continue to be pressured by the family saying yes you do got to go to college and she did she graduated with honors asu she's currently a, a teacher right now she's uh she's got a good career she's got her own house but i i noticed that for her the the pressure never went away mm. like it did for me I, it was okay that i just quit school and started working because that's all i could do at the time yeah well you know where else you see that mm. that's that specifically in um in the heights so in the movie in the heights oh, the one that yeah. goes to school they even said it she's the one that's going to get out of here yeah yeah um, that's so much of their hopes on her yeah like there's even nina. a song about mm-hmm. her nina yeah nina, yeah, nina. Like, you know, they're, they're, the whole community is, she's the one that's going to make it out. She's mm-hmm. going to do something to change our, you know, our legacy situation, as a community yeah. or a situation. That's not like, as you're saying, I'm like, well, that's mm-hmm. Nina. I don't. Again, another Latin Latin uh, movie mm-hmm. with the same cultures. Again, the same theme. A lot of right? similar themes. Very yeah. theme, similar. Um, so I asked you guys to watch that other movie mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. That's a short. It's called far from the tree mm-hmm. and it's about these first it was a raccoon mom and a, a little baby raccoon and they were on the beach they were like hunting for food but she the mom wanted her her baby to stay under a rock and, and not come out and she had a scar on her eye and the little baby's curious and they went out to explore and she got mad at him and she would keep on taking them back right and very cute but she was really getting mad at him and she like She's very aggressive. Him, very aggressive towards him. And he, he kind of runs off into the beach and then there's a there's a fox or a fox. wolf or something like that. Coyote. Coyote. Oh. And then the coyote chases the baby and the mom rescues him and she like 
takes him up a tree and she's like mad at him and like yelling at him and all very aggressive but she doesn't explain anything to him right she correct she just kind of like shies away and then it cuts to like that little baby that's grown up has its own little cub and same situation they go on the beach uh oh the baby got the that baby got scratched on the nose. nose correct so that was the consequences of their actions is see that's why i didn't want you to come out here because i got hurt in my eye you got hurt in your nose mm-hmm. but this now adult uh raccoon same situation with her baby actually the same situation exactly but there's a moment where he the the raccoon's getting really mad like just like her mother did and he catches and he catches or she catches him herself in the shadow of of the cave and she's like oh shit i'm doing the same thing that my mother did so instead of yelling she takes the raccoon up the tree basically points to her nose saying this is this what is, this is why and there's the fox want... this is why i don't want you to go out there so i thought it was super cute and very relatable because it was like that first mom that was generational trauma this is my trauma and I don't want you. I don't hurt. want you to do this. There was love there, but she never explained that to the baby, which happens to us too. Our parents or our grandparents do things for reasons. There's not like a, there's not like out of nowhere they have behavior. Behavior always comes from something. So this is what this movie is about. I think is repeating the cycle without knowing why. There is a lot of love because the abuela was loving to all the kids. But she still had toxic behavior because she didn't know how to cope with the death of her husband and the pressure that she was under. So when people say that the abuela is the villain, I have to be like, no, like you have to think of her trauma, too, instead of just like pointing fingers and saying, you did this to me. You're doing this to me because you're you're mean, you're evil. Instead of saying, what caused their behavior? Why is their behavior this way? What, what happened to them? Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about? breaking the cycle how do we notice ourselves in that, in that shadow and say uh, wait i don't want to repeat this i think for for me what well, the reason why i kind of became the way i was is because i saw my i saw what my life was starting to look at mm-hmm. look like not that my parents have a bad life mm-hmm. by no means but i i just felt like i wanted a little bit different mm-hmm. you know what i mean and I looked at it as like, I'm giving this life and the life that I'm in, I'm almost 40. I'm still single. So I'm like, you know what? Do something with this. Do things differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe because I did some things differently is why I'm the way I am now, right? Almost 40 <laughs> and single. And, but but again, that's that's your journey. That's my journey. And I'm actually, I love every fucking minute yeah. of it. Like, I mean, I complain about it sometimes. But What? No. I've never heard you complain <laughs> in my life. <laughs> but it's. I think it's important to break a cycle because you have mm-hmm. to live your life and you have to live your life according to your rules and no one else's. Yeah. Cause you have to discover who you are and you're not going to find out who you are unless you try other things, unless you break a cycle. Mm-hmm. Because if you follow these vicious, not vicious, but if you follow these cycles, you're going to end up the same person that raised you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's not always a good thing. And that's <laughs> exactly. And that's not always a good, I'm not saying that my parents, by, by no yeah. means, like I very fortunate to have the parents that I did. But for me, it's just, I want it different. Yeah. Do we say, I know that, I know that this is very personal for you because we've talked to, uh, <laughs> you've talked to us about it and we've talked yeah. to, to you about it. I've witnessed what it. are you feeling? It just, seeing that clip made me very emotional. Yeah. I had to see it. I, I saw it a couple of times. The first time I saw it again, like the movie, 
I was like, wait, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I watched it again and I saw my mom. In, she in, the first raccoon? She was the first raccoon. I saw my mom and just how she'd always yell and she's always upset and she's she loves me, but the way she 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 was raised different. Mm-hmm. So obviously she, she has her own trauma that she's dealing she has with. a lot of traumas that she's she has to deal with. And then I saw the second raccoon mm-hmm. with the baby and I saw myself with my child mm-hmm. and how sometimes I, you know, I want to yell at her and be like my mom. And I step back and I have to, again, I have to say no. You know, I have to mm-hmm. teach her a different way. I have to show her. I have to explain to her why mm-hmm. this is not okay or yeah. the reason. Or why, my beha- why I behave this way. Yeah. So it was it was very emotional for me to see yeah. that clip. And I saw it a couple of times. And I got very emotional with that clip. It yeah. it hit. It hit. <laughs> but I, it hit different, right? It hit yeah. different. Being and I know that I and you you would agree, but being two people who have who who on the outside who look in at you specifically, I think you do embody that second person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because I know your backstory. Yeah, I was there when it happened. Not literally, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. I've been there, and so to see who you are now to your girls is that it is very that like you like you caught yourself and you do things very differently now. And I do explode sometimes. I Absolutely. Ugh, sometimes it's hard to separate. It's hard to unlearn things. Yes. Our culture is very hot headed. Yes. So <laughs> I will explode. Like- and then, then I will explain to her, this is the reason why I don't want you doing this. Or this is why mm-hmm. this is the consequences of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I do have to take a step back sometimes, but I will react like the first raccoon sometimes and mm-hmm. explode. And then I have to, and I have to watch. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck. Oh, then I have to step back and and I think that's that's and apologize. That's, that's great because we're evolving. We're we're analyzing ourselves, which mm-hmm. I think our our past generations were not given that privilege to be able to analyze myself and say I'm doing this wrong. Let me fix this because again they were in survival mode and they didn't have time to be like let's talk about our feelings. Like I have to go to work. Yeah. I have to feed you. I have to like yeah. do this, this and that. Like, so it's, it's, it's what they wanted, right? They, mm-hmm. the sacrifice was, and to it's the way they were raised. And I think they were raised, you know, with very, yeah. well, I know my, my mom, Not my grandpa your is yeah. yes. No, they never, he never hugged them. And you don't show weakness. Exactly. And I think one of the things that helped us in this room be more cognizant of it was the fact that we were here. Here where? In the U.S. Okay. Because I think that how do we, like, I look at my life, because I look at some of my cousins who still live in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I look at their lives, and I'm not saying that mine is better. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And I see how they still embody those those roles. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, because like, like, we, we, we thought about it. Like, you know, if my parents would have stayed in Naco where they got married, where they met and got married. What would our life be now? Oh, imagine who we would be if we were still in Mexico. Like, We'd be completely different people. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably, I, I think I would end up being a narco. Or... A gay narco? A gay narco? <laughs> wow. Like, what are those? Put that cocaine on your ass? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Volunteering. I'll do it. Si soy No, but it's like, it's very that thing of like, you know, like I look at it and I'm like, like where, who would I be? 
Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, sería el jotito el pueblo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because think about it. Jotito o jototo. Jotote. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, think about it. That's like, what that's, I was thinking. I was like. <laughs> I think that at some point we would have come over because there was the border. Yeah. Um, But I don't think, I think life would have been very different. Or even, especially if we grew up in Culiacán. Like, if we would have grown up in Sinaloa, oh, yo sería un desmadre. Yeah. I'd be running shit. Or they I'm would sure be running you. <laughs> I'm on the drag club. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm. Thank you so much for like coming and like sharing your your stories. I mean, I think this movie is something you have to watch a few times yeah. to kind of understand it. If you don't understand it, then it probably it maybe doesn't relate to you. You can take some bits of the movie and it relates to you, but uh, if it relates to you completely and you're there bawling. I'm there with you, girl. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, when you brought this up and you told me, like, we're going to talk about this, I'm like, oh, I was afraid of it. You weren't excited That's about why it was yeah. back all weird in the beginning. I was afraid of it because I didn't know what to expect. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, we're going to bring up some shit. Like, am I, am, am I going to cry? Am I, am I excited? He's like, I always cry. Am I, am I excited? Am I sad? Am I, what, what are my emotions? Am I feeling? You were very know. weird when we got here. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. like, I didn't know, like, I, I don't know this movie. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about this movie. Like, for me, like, I'm if I w- I'm a bit of a control. Unknown. I'm a bit mm-hmm. of a control freak. I like to know a lot of what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. right? So, for me, it was hard for me to get into it without really knowing yeah, what you I'm didn't about watch to get it. into mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, for me, like, but now that we've, what? You didn't even know who the guest was going to be, and you were going crazy. <laughs> I was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like who, is, who is this who is this bitch bringing on my show? You know what I mean? I'm like, who the fuck is he coming? He's like, Nanya. I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, well, it can't be dulce. Like, it wouldn't be dulce. I just show up. I love it. I love that you're here. <laughs> I, I, love I love the energy. But I was like, who the fuck is this motherfucker bringing on the show? And then, like, and I was seeing the videos come through and then the grab the, the, the image. I was like, oh, no, I'm not in the mood to cry tonight. Like, <laughs> I don't want to cry. He like, didn't cry. He didn't cry. Ladies and gentlemen, didn't he didn't cry. Uh, but I, I, I think it's just important for us to... Growth. Growth. Oh, can you see it? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no, um, no lo veo. I just thought it was uh, it was interesting to cool. to look back and be like, I relate to these characters, yeah. multiple characters, and the situation, and our culture, and the way that this movie is written is like incredible to me. And I, I like these Absolutely. nuanced movies that you have to think about. Like, yes, I like those fun and goofy movie, Disney movies, but when you like, when you make me think, I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, final thoughts? I love this. This movie can be kind of like, or like, like not the movie, but like the theme, right? Mm-hmm. Generational trauma can be taken into so many different avenues. Like even like in, in not to make everything gay, but mm-hmm. that's who we are. And that's kind of what the show's about. Um, <laughs> it can be taken even in the, in, in, in the gay aspect because mm-hmm. like, you know, like like when I came out, like my mom talked about she was just afraid of what was going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. And not that she had anybody necessarily directly openly gay as us in her family, but she saw the way people were treated. Yeah. And so you carry that. And so when all of a sudden, like if you, like us, when I came out, she's like, oh, my God, are they going to treat my kids the same way they treated them back then? So it's like, it's, right. yeah, it's not even not necessarily something that happened to you, but something you mm-hmm. visualize or something you saw. Right. And you're carrying that. Yeah. Do say? Cry? No, she's see. thinking. No. Oh, because I can't see her. I can't oh. see her face. <laughs> oh, the light. Yeah. That's why. Um. No. 
Cállate, mi Baboso. I forgot what I was going to say now. Sí. Thanks. Sorry about it. Thanks, y'all. You asshole. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Loved it. Hated it. We'll um, take some lessons from it. It took me a while. It took me a while to like it. Um, the first the first couple of times I was like, the grandma's just mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I just kept saying. The grandma's mean. When I got to, when I understood a little bit of it and I saw my sister in a little bit of it, I saw myself, um, I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. I kind of like this movie. And now I, I enjoy it. My mm-hmm. daughter watches it over and over oh, again. Too. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you'll and, get there. And I mean- the good thing is that she'll never, hopefully she doesn't relate too much to this movie. Yeah. Because you've broken the cycle. And I don't think she will. I hope so. I don't, well, think, I don't think she even understands that right now. But, but <laughs> I don't think she'll ever understand it. Right. That's a good thing, I think. I, I if you don't understand it, then you probably had a, a pretty healthy relationship in your family. Yeah. <laughs> Danny? I absolutely loved the movie. And I came in skeptical. That was, that's why I was okay watching the end of it. And then going back because like, ah, it's just. Uh, the, this movie, when I saw the trailer for it, like, ah, it's not really my kind of thing. That's what I was thinking to my like, eh. and and uh, but no, after after watching it and seeing a lot of this reflected in myself, my family, and uh, seeing the conversation started, it's just like everything. Uh, like me, I live my life very uh in an activism sort of way, mm-hmm. very issue driven, and it's all about starting conversations. And like for me, I've been focusing in these past few years on conversations outside in society and community and everything, but we don't ever look inside. So like maybe it's time Mm -hmm. to start looking inside with families. Uh, I don't have any kids yet. uh, And if I do, I hope to, you know, not continue this. Um, If if to some extent, my mom was the one who started breaking the cycle. Uh, So of course there was some traditional things. She just was never going to escape from. And, uh, but I wasn't raised completely like super traditional, like by the book sort of thing. And I hope to continue what she started if and when I have my family. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I definitely took a lot from it. I, I took a lot from this conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope all our listeners did, too. Uh, my final thoughts is um, if you have this trauma of, of a family member, mother, grandmother, who has been toxic and they have hurt you. I You need to know that, like, moving forward doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to tell her or you have to have their how do i say this they have to know how much they hurt you for you to move forward like you don't ever have to have the conversation if you don't if you don't want to or need to but you need to move forward in in your way that you can but it doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to like confront them and be like you did this to me you need to feel sorry for me you need to apologize to me because a lot of those times those people will not understand where you're coming from because they're not going to see what you see they're not going to know how you feel so you have to find sometimes you have to find a way to move forward without them acknowledging your feelings because it's just not going to happen sometimes and you need to take that into you need to take that into control control your future your next steps because don't rely on others for your next steps and what you feel and how you're going to move forward. Even before that, I feel like it's very important to understand that if you have people that are this toxic in your life, they don't need to be in it mm-hmm. regardless of whether, what position they hold, whether they're your grandmother, grandfather, mother, 
you know, dad, sibling, if they're a toxic individual in your life, they don't have to be in your mm -hmm. life. You have the right to choose. And at the, it, it was RuPaul who said it when, you know, as humans, one of the most beautiful things that we have is that we're able to choose our family. And like mm -hmm. I said, blood makes us related and only that. But you don't need to maintain relationships with toxic people. Mm -hmm. If they're not, if they're not in any way being a positive role model contribution or just a positive light in your life keep it moving and mm. moving out the motherfucking way because a bitch got some light to shine and i don't need you to dim that's it. right find your tribe too find, that, very find that. those people very that that do support you that do uh make you feel good very that right mm -hmm. um yeah that was the topic for today if you guys have any comment please comment please tell us about your experience about what you're going through if you relate to this movie if you relate to any part of our conversation we'd love to hear from you absolutely and don't forget to follow us on socials where you at uh instagram dang az86 uh-huh sure about that <laughs> yes. you sounded, did not sound confident at all. <laughs> bro we've been doing this for almost a year now i don't have I, the I memories. Need you to get it i am insta <laughs> underscore memo mem on uh, <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> and you will find me on Facebook as uh, at Memo Valmor. So yeah, come on out. We'll come see you later. Out. See you later. Thank Bye. you. The thoughts and opinions that are said or stated on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the Fuerte Arts Network.